Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. They wouldn't let go. Well, thank you for listening in today on The Anchor. I'm Rhonda, and today we have an awesome story to bring you. And we have with us today a delightful lady, Nisu Cooley Andrews. She's a native um, to Indiana, actually Hancock County, and she lives in the beautiful state of Washington now. But she's going to be sharing her story about a dream that she didn't even realize that was in her, that came to pass in her life. And she's going to be sharing actually the dream that was on her heart from the very beginning, but how that it turned into something completely different later on. And so, Misu, how would you like to start that? Well, I'll start by saying hello, and thanks, Rhonda, for having me. Um, the dream that was on my heart from the very beginning was all I ever wanted to be was a wife and a mom. Um, I can remember being in high school and having my teachers say, oh, you know, you could do anything with your life. What do you want to do? And I remember feeling that pressure of, oh, you know, I've got to, you know, go to college. I got to pick a major. I got to, you know, get good grades. I got it. And all I ever wanted to be was a wife and mom. And um, so I, I was dating a guy for a long time. We had dated for five years. And um, during my sophomore year of college, he decided that that was over. And I thought that dream of being a wife and mom was just shattered. And so my life at that point in my mind was just shattered. Um, and I nearly took my life at that point. Um, I had a best friend who took me under her wing and did not let that happen. And she said, you know, our good friend from high school came home from college. He transferred to another college and I just, I, we'll just go out as friends, you and my boyfriend and, and me and this friend from high school. And I just got to, I just got to warn you though, he went off and got religion, but, and I heard he's a little weird, but you know, he's, he, how different can he be? He's just, you know, he'll be okay. And so we went out to a football game, the four of us together, and he showed up in a tie and I thought, oh my goodness, he is weird. But, and then the whole night he, he, he acted so different than he was in high school. He didn't, he didn't cuss at the refs when they made the wrong calls and he didn't scream and be mad. And so we finally, we got home from the date and I said, would you knock it off with the act? You know, I mean, my parents, uh, mom's charismatic. My dad's a Quaker, you know, they fought about religion all the time. And so I, you know, I knew how the religious folk acted and he was not acting like them and he wasn't acting like, you know, the, the hothead that he was in high school either. And so I'm like, knock it off. And he said, no, this is me now. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? This is you. And he said, I know Jesus. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that all my life. I don't I don't need to hear any more of that. And and he said, no, this is this is what Jesus did in my life. And I, he asked me out on a second date. And I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go just to see if he can keep up the act another night. And he did. And he kept up the act a third night. And after about three weeks, he led me to Jesus Christ because I saw the difference in his life. 
And um, so all of a sudden, he asked me, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? And I said, well, maybe I, I would like I'd like to have a white picket fence and uh, maybe three or four kids running around. And so all of a sudden that dream of being a wife and mom came true. And I was so excited with that. And then, you know what? Our first baby was born and she had colic for the first six months of her life. And I no longer wanted to be a wife and a mom. (laughs) And that, oh, that dream, oh, that dream was shattered in the reality of of sleepless nights. Yes, real life. And oh, my. Um, So, yeah, that that dream of wife and mom, what I had built it up to be, um, it, it suddenly became reality and it wasn't what I thought. Um, and so I, I really had to look, um, I really started looking for something else. I started looking for something else that would, would fill that hole of that broken dream that, um, you know, was my life wasted at 23 years old, you know? Um, and so I started doing some part-time jobs um, thinking, okay, what, what career might I like? Might I try now? Or at least when my kids go to school, what, what might I pick up? Um, and none of those really seem to, you know, fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I worked for an optometrist and an ophthalmologist. I really enjoyed that along the way. That was really fun. Um, and then in 97, 96, actually, I got, I got a, a virus and it was, I had 102 temperature for about six days and the temperature went away, but the other symptoms didn't. And, um, so finally after about two weeks, I went to the doctor and again, and he said, you know, I think you're just depressed. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I, I think depressed is a little more than can't get you know, from one end of the room to the other without being winded. And um, he still just kind of thought I was maybe off my rocker a little bit, I think. And um, they did some tests and physically everything was fine with the, the tests. And two months down the road, I was still struggling with fatigue, with um, heart, heart rapid heart rate, Um, some really strange symptoms going on that they really didn't have any answers for. So for about a year, um, I struggled going to different doctors trying to find out what was going on. And during that time, um, I spent quite a bit of time taking naps and in bed quite a bit. And I, um, I started writing a little bit then, uh, devotionals and some Bible studies and that kind of thing, um, my husband was a pastor by then, and our girls were in elementary school, and um, I had some time at home. I was doing a part-time job, too, um, but by then, I, I had given up kind of on dreams, and I had just gone to living life one day at a time, and, you know, paycheck to paycheck, they say, well, this was just day-to-day survival, mm. and um the, the writing became my survival tool. Um, it was the time I would spend with Jesus, um, just saying, talk to me from your word, talk to me from this scripture that I read today. What, what message do you have for me? Um, and I began to write that down and then I would share it online, um, on a blog 
and I would email it to my family because I knew they couldn't unsubscribe, you know, <laughs> um, and, th and they had to read it. So there you go. That's where you start if you want to start a blog. Um, and that's kind of where we started. Um, and then in 2002, um, my health went even worse. Um, let me back up. In 1997, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Finally, I got to a doctor that um, was able to give me a diagnosis and um, started on some medication and uh, started getting some good sleep in the evenings uh, overnight. And that made all the difference. And um, after that, I was able to get back to somewhat of a normal schedule. I started teaching Bible studies and um, doing some speaking um, regionally and, and traveling some. Usually every other weekend or so, I would, I would drive or, or fly to a different area to, to do some women's conferences or retreats. Um, and so my schedule became pretty busy. Um, and by 2002, my husband had started his doctor de doctorate degree. My girls were seniors and they are not seniors, but in high school, and they were busy with their athletics and I was busy with my speaking ministry and, and life was, we were spinning a lot of plates in the Andrews household. And, um, by July of 2002, my body decided it was, it was really done with that schedule and um, one morning I woke up and my arms and legs would not move and I was having trouble breathing and I just, all I could do was kind of whisper, shout, help me. And one of my girls heard me and got Roy and um, I don't even remember how I got to the doctor, but we got to the doctor and um, they did some blood tests. They did all sorts of things, tests. And um, my blood work was messed up, but they couldn't really put their finger on what was going on. I spent six months in bed. And um, without being able to see people, I was an off-the-charts extrovert. Without being able to see people or to teach my, my study groups um, to speak, all of that, it was just a really difficult time. And, um, but it was also the time that I wrote my first book. Um, the devotionals and the little Bible studies just weren't cutting it anymore. I needed a, a, I needed another outlet. I needed to, to do something more. And it was the first chance I'd had to just stop everything else. And, um, and I wrote my first novel. And um, I feel like it was, it, was, it was what God wanted me to do. And um, that suddenly became the dream. And um, that dream has been fulfilled. And I'm now going to have my sixth novel come out next, or next month. Well, March of 2016 is when that book comes out. And, um, yeah, it, it's a dream that I never knew I had um, until the Lord kind of allowed me to get a little too busy and then see my ceiling for six months, <laughs> stare at my ceiling for six months. Um, yeah, 
And so, it, yeah, sometimes dreams are lurking and we don't realize that they're really there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a, it's such a great encouragement to hear how our dreams can be fulfilled in a different way than what usually we're thinking. You know, it's something maybe that we've always wanted from childhood, but how God can turn it around and it can be completely different. I think, I think if there's very many women out there listening to this, they can relate to this too, because our seasons change, you know, a lot during our life. And, you know, being a wife and mom and dreaming to be a a wife and a mother is one of the greatest dreams any woman can ever have, you know, and to raise children and to have that experience. That's a great dream. But sometimes you get to a place and it's just, you know, there's more. You think there's got to be more. And especially with, you know, what you went through, maybe with your child, you know, too, with a with the colic there, you know. And it's just neat to hear someone tell a story like this that, you know, um, that can lead into something else. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're not thinking that way. That's not the right perspective that we're thinking, you know, how God can lead us into something else. And we end up getting getting depressed in the whole situation and then um, coming into a hopeless situation, you know, kind of. And then, and then despising what we're doing, you know, instead of thinking, well, maybe you know, and letting God speak to us through it and lead us into a whole different new avenue that we've never even thought before, you know. And I think one of the things that um, I've learned through some of this, and I I guess it comes with being, you know, in my 50s now and looking back, you know, thank you, Lord, for perspective. Um, I was short-sighted in my dream. Um, the, The wife and mom thing, I'm always going to be a wife and mom, but that season of the wife and mom that I was thinking about was little kids. That's a very short season. Um, and that's good news and bad news. (laughs) You know, it's good news that the colic only lasted about six months, but you know, honestly, um, it, it, it also, it's, it, I long for those days too sometimes because now my girls are grown and I have grandbabies and they're far away. And so, you know, it's a season and the job thing, that was a season. Um, and writing books, you know, Rhonda, that's a season. There will come a time when this season will be over and I will want to have another dream. And I'm so thankful that I have a God who is beyond seasons. Mm-hmm. He is infinite. He is eternal. And I'm never going to outdream him. He'll give me a new dream for whatever season I'm in. Mm-hmm. So um, that for that, I'm thankful. I think, I think the different seasons of my life, I've seen him be faithful in those. And, and I know that no matter what season, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I, I've come Mark Lowry said, it's come to pass. (laughs) It came, but it's going to pass. It came to pass. (laughs) And, you know, a good season, you don't want it to pass too soon, but a bad season, you can't wait till it passes. Well, you know what? My dreams, they come and they go. Um, And and even a good dream is going to pass, but that's okay because there will be another dream come along Mm -hmm. with the God that I serve. Mm -hmm. 
That's so powerful because we all need to hear how God wants us to dream. He made us to dream, you know, and he made us all so unique. And he has put things in us that we don't even realize that are there, you know, and he wants to pull those out of us. And really, that's part of our purpose. That's what he's made each and every one of us. Um, He's made us all unique because he has a specific purpose for each and every one of us. The Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. He knew what he had called us to do. And look, you know, just like you're saying, you know, we're, we're talking about the seasons of life. And a lot of this, um, like I said, you know, women can relate to this. But how did you know your daughters were not going to be close to you after they were married and and had kids, you know, and he's given you this to help, you know, fill that void exactly. of them not being right there with you. He knew that, you know. But so he was, he's always one step ahead mm-hmm. if we'll allow him to be mm-hmm. instead of giving in to depression and, and um, getting anxious and not looking at things the right way. You know, if we'll just rely on him and trust in him and call upon him. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, we're going to talk to talk about in our next show. It's about it's about how me, Sue, you went through this chronic illness and how you're still going through how God has brought you through all of this and and that you did not you look to him and this show is about being anchored in something greater than ourselves and that's where our hope comes from if we didn't if we didn't have that hope in Jesus Christ where would we be you know and because of that you were able to get through and are still going through And through that, even God opened up a new purpose, you know, for you in your life. So we're going to be talking about that with you. And I'm so glad you're going to be able to be with us on our next show, Misu. And um, so what else would you like to finish with as far as anything on your heart, as far as dreams being fulfilled? Is there anything that you would like to finish this session out with as far as dreams becoming a reality? I think, um, I think patience is a hard thing for all of us. It's something that nobody likes. Nobody wants to pray for patience because you know that, you know, what's coming next is not good. You know, it's, it's hard to, to deal with because you pray for patience and then you're going to get to practice it a lot. So that's no fun. Um, but, but I think with dreams, we're in a marathon. Our lives are a marathon. They're not a sprint. And so if your dream is not happening, if it's not coming to you right now, um, relax, relax. Um, if, if you're in a difficult season, realize that this is a bump in the road. This is not the road, the whole road. It's a bump. It's a speed bump. It's, it's, a, it's a period of time that you're moving through. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not your whole life. It's this moment in time. And that, that's been so important for me to remember. This whole idea of seasons, you know, it's such a cliche, but it is so true. This is just a period of time in your whole life. And um, it, this too shall pass. If, if it's a hard time, it will pass. So keep looking up. Keep anchored in something greater than you. And for me, that is Jesus Christ. 
Well, thank you, Misu, for sharing with us today. And we thank you for being with us today on The Anchor. This is my story. If you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this, this interview, is my possible ministry opportunities, or to tell your own story on The Anchor, email us at anchoredintherock at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.